You are listening to Ayahuasca Talks, and I am your host, Rebecca Hayden. Journeying within is a powerful way to begin or continue to heal and grow. To learn more about working with me to do this using hypnosis in an empowering way, please email me at rebecca.hayden at gmail.com to set up a free discovery call. Welcome to another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. I'm your host, Rebecca Hayden, and today our guest is Judith Sudhalter. And Judith is a Dutch journalist who has been doing field work on the contemporary use of psychedelics uh, for more than a decade. She's writing a book called Plants of Wisdom, which answers the question, how can we integrate psychedelic plants responsibly in our current Western society? Welcome, Judith. Thank you, Rebecca. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad we got a chance to have this discussion today because we both so quickly agreed on what the topic should be. Mm -hmm. And um, you had mentioned to me that you wanted to talk about the seriousness and uh, length and deeply involved process that integration really is and that it can be and often is lifelong. I, I felt that way for, well, a long time now. And I think it's important for people who are anticipating doing plant medicine work or who are in the integration process to understand that. So I think it's a good topic to discuss. True, I agree. Uh, I think uh, as a Western people, we often really focus a lot on the experience itself, which can be very uh, exciting and wonderful, of course, but we sometimes forget that it's uh, it's just a part of a, a much bigger journey that already starts when preparing for uh, for the experience, but it uh, doesn't end uh, when you land. It it's, uh, actually can take weeks, months, or maybe even a lifetime uh, to integrate this experience. Yeah, and well, right now uh, with psychedelics too, there's such a spotlight on it, given the the big investments that are happening and the studies. Mm -hmm. And they're all focused on early outcomes, you know, so you go and, and you have an experience. They're even using the word cure. And mm -hmm. I, I don't think that's entirely appropriate because the sickness that we're talking about really is, it moves into the societal realm. You know, we have been living in unhealthy ways and for a long, long time. It's not an overnight change, even though we may feel very changed. When we go back to our lives, that's when the rubber hits the road, you know? True, true. I think that's the funny thing. It is can be so miraculous, this experience. So, uh, yeah, something like you never expected to happen, uh, but at the same time, uh, it uh, takes much more than, than just a single experience. And right now, especially with this uh, big business getting involved in the, in the psychedelic scene, I think very often it's being framed as this kind of miracle cure. It's important to to stress that that it isn't, <laughs> or it, it yeah it can be miraculous for sure, but it, uh, the, the the healing that that people expect from it uh, it takes it takes more than than just uh, one experience. Sure, yeah, and it is miraculous. There's no doubt about that, and we are definitely changed by it. There's no question of that too, but then it's a matter of keeping that going and furthering that. Um, because you can really tell when people have had that big, you know, change and then they fall back into old patterns. I mean, it's a choice for us and it takes effort not to do that. And it's ongoing if you really want to mm -hmm. keep that, that good uh, changed state happening and further it. Mm 
Mm-hmm. We were talking about the heightened sensitivities that we have coming out of that experience. And even navigating that can be challenging because for me, it really hasn't ended that heightened sensitivity. In fact, I learned how sensitive I've kind of been all my life. And I I did things to uh, to dull that so that I could navigate my world. And, uh, and then it was simply a matter of coming to terms with those sensitivities and now using them in ways that are that are healthy and good and and just being aware and not pushing them down. And, and of course, some of them highlighted some relationships that I needed to move on from or change how I responded because they were suddenly really jarring, you know, like the volume had been turned up on everything and I needed to make some changes. And there are some people who come back to a life that that is like that. And um, that's why we recommend you don't do that right away. <laughs> don't plunge right back in. And then when you do to have good support and manage those big changes carefully. Yeah, it's nice that you mentioned this heightened sensitivity. I, I can relate to that as well. I think these plant medicine experiences, they do heighten your sensitivity. You, I think that's the very first thing that actually happens when expanding your consciousness is that you become more aware of uh, of everything. All your senses open up in a way. Uh, so this is also very uh, often the very first thing that you notice when you are under the influence of uh, of the plants. Um, but it can also extend to to your daily life, especially if you uh, participate in ceremonies more often. I remember that as well while doing my fieldwork in the uh, Santo Daimer Church in Amsterdam. I did my my master uh, thesis study uh, over there as an anthropologist. I was drinking ayahuasca every month with them, and then I also noticed that, like for example, when walking on the street or in the supermarket, like all these sensations that that were there, they came they came in much more uh, pronounced than than ever <laughs> before. Mm-hmm. And actually, it also faded away a bit. But what I what I learned from that is, and that I, I heard you saying that as well, is is to become more aware of these sensitivities, I think I I already was sensitive to all the all these sensations coming in, but now I I became more um, yeah just just be, became more aware of this happening, and uh, over time uh, this also encouraged me to learn how to deal with all these sensations in a in a good way, in a nurturing way. So it also has to do a lot of uh, taking good care of yourself, of learning ah okay. I can have this amount of sensations in a day <laughs> and then I should mm-hmm. take a break or I should take a rest and yeah, taking care of that and not, not so much trying to fulfill to this kind of standard idea of as a human being, I have to be able to work eight hours straight in the office <laughs> where it's very busy around me. Oh no, maybe I'm a, I'm a, I'm a different type of person and I need a different type of environment to, to be healthy, to thrive. So I think this is a very basic thing but but also very common thing I think that people experience when they uh, they start to journey with uh, plant medicines. Yeah, I mean, I, I have spoken to people who had to make big changes because of that. You know, mm-hmm. it was a choice of okay, am I going to go back to really dulling that down, or am I going to make the kind of changes that will accommodate this in my life? And yeah, exactly for me, I it think- was a reason to to become a freelance uh, journalist and researcher, and not to go uh, into an office job. <laughs> I, right. very, yeah, it was very clear for me. Like, okay, this is more healthy for me. This is more fitting my uh, yeah my constitution. <laughs> yeah, they really. 
have a way with us in that they, you know, gently and then sometimes more <laughs> in more abrupt ways, encourage us and find ways of moving us in the direction that we need to go. And sometimes these changes are not always easy to navigate. Um, and this, again, is why good support is is helpful because we will be making changes, right? There's a lot of mm-hmm. changes people have to make once they come back. And, you know, as much as theoretically, we may say, oh, that that's a great thing when when it comes to really doing it. And Mm -hmm. not only the logistics, but the feelings around it and the ideas of, oh, I can't do that. There's Mm -hmm. so many, so many cliffs that I've dove off. You know, I talk about it that way because sometimes it feels like that, you know, into the unknown and out of the familiar because the familiar isn't always the best thing, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it has both sides. On the one end, it is about making changes and um, living it more uh, your life more authentically. But on the other Mm -hmm. hand, I think it also has very much to do about being present in the reality that that is. Uh, And, uh, you know, accepting things as they are. I think that's another side. It's just a kind of a paradox in it. I think if we just are focusing on what we want to change in our life, it becomes this, uh, I think this this pattern that that we already have too much of in in our Western society. You know, we want to always become better, stronger, more, uh, etc. And I think there's very much wisdom as well in uh, stop striving. <laughs> yes. And, uh, accepting life as it is right now and, and, and also enjoying the depth of every, every moment. Right. That in itself can even be a change. And what I mean by that is it's a change in our relationship mm-hmm. to, to our life, you know, to our reality and to the experience that we're having. But absolutely. I agree. I think I was still more or less in the, um, when we come back, there's so many mm-hmm. people who immediately it's like, okay, relationship change, job yeah, change. Yeah. yeah. I'm hosting <laughs> these uh, integration workshops, so sometimes after ceremonies, but also, uh, uh, like more general for people who have been into these plant medicine ceremonies, but when we are af- when it's after the ceremony in the, the integration workshop, I always say, don't make the big changes right now. Wait at least exactly. two weeks. <laughs> yeah, can, and just start small. You know, if you want to change your life, start with something small. Make yeah, make the threshold low. <laughs> yeah, take time with it, and there's like, I, think it over. Just, talk about it yeah. with your friend. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just take some time, and even though your friends may not be understanding of the experience you've been through, just reflecting and taking time, because then suddenly your life is in this big tumult, you know. So, doing it reflectively, doing it thoughtfully, and doing it, you know, slowly, and and really making sure you're ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but sure. of course, if there are abusive situations, it's understandable that you, you'd want to get out sooner. But you know, and then the support is really key. But uh, so let's talk about patterns, because you brought that up. And I thought that was really important because um, the nature of the integrative path can be such that, well, first of all, with plant medicines, they can Mm -hmm. bring up unhealthy patterns that we've been engaging in in our lives. And then, of course, we go back and we do our best to make changes. And a lot of us do make great strides. And And then we find them sort of coming back. And I remember when I experienced this, I was like, oh, my God, you know, if I got nowhere, it's been, you know, Mm -hmm. years and (laughs) really thought I I kind of Mm -hmm. beat that that problem. And the insight that I gained was that 
it's not like I didn't make all the progress. Of course I did. It's just that, you know, it's coming back in a different way now. And, and now I'm meeting it at a different level, but yes, it's going to be, you know, it, it will come back and I will have to address it in a different way and have all that awareness. And yet remember that I have made progress and not get so discouraged Mm -hmm. about it and understand that this is the nature of the learning that is laying out in front of me, part of my integration path. True, true. I think that's exactly right what you're saying. Um, when uh, when we have these experiences and we expect this kind of miracle cure, we expect like our life will be completely changed uh, all over just in one night or one experience. And uh, sometimes it really feels like that, like uh, especially the, the day after, the days after. But uh, yeah, in real life, uh, of, or, or in, in reality, there's there's um, much more work to do. Mm-hmm. I relate to that from my own experiences, also from experience from many people that I met and talked to about this integration process. Uh, but I think it's a very natural thing to do that that we uh, go back into these old patterns. <laughs> they are very <laughs> deep ingrained in our in our being. And during this plant medicine journey, we can maybe get insight in these patterns and also where they're coming from. There might uh, some some healing might already occur, but then there's still a lot of hard work to do to really uh, yeah start doing it differently. And yeah, this this takes I think this takes maybe a lifetime. <laughs> At least that's what yeah. I what I noticed uh, in my own experience, in my own journey. When I was uh, a student, when I was actually in my early 20s, I already got uh, burned out quite early. And there already, I think, already started my journey of learning, okay, how can I transition from uh, a life that in which my mind uh, is, is dominant towards a life in which my uh, heart uh, has more space to, to show the way and it's not that I'm not using my mind anymore <laughs> but mm-hmm. it has a different position it's not the boss anymore you know it's it's collaborating mm-hmm. with the other mm-hmm. parts of my being and um, this insight it came already I think quite early and it was definitely uh, came much deeper ingrained during my uh, plant medicine work uh, it showed me actually the same kind of lesson right now I think I, I am already uh, behaving much more healthy <laughs> in that mm-hmm, respect. Of course. Um, but when I look back over the years, I also see, uh, like many times, I just went back into this pattern and I struggled with it again, uh, mm-hmm. even after after doing the plant medicine work. So it's it's more like it's not so much like a, a cycle. I think it's not like a cycle that you are stuck in and that keeps repeating itself over and over again. But I really like to uh, to have the metaphor of the fractal. So it mm-hmm. has uh, it, it is a the pattern. Uh, it, it it kind of has some repetition in it, but it also develops over time. So that the ingredients are the same. There's the same kind of tendencies, but you learn to to deal with it in a better way, in a more uh, healthy way, in a more nurturing way. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think that, that's what it's all about. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so don't for the people who, who just are who are also walking this this path or this also having a similar kind of journey, I would say don't be too disappointed when you find yourself back <laughs> in in the old in this old stuff again. Just know that it's it's a natural thing. That's it's a natural thing to happen. 
And yeah. that, that you also learned how to come out of it again. And, and you will <laughs> you'll have, to go, you have to go through this cycle uh, yeah, many times for me. But I think that's also where, where the uh, Buddhist wisdom, wisdom comes in for me. I have also, for me, the, the Buddhist path and the plant medicine path have been interwoven for actually a long time already. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, these Buddhist ideas are also about having uh, cultivating this compassion, not towards others, but also towards yourself, just also being gentle about yourself. Like mm-hmm. when you are back into this, when you are back into this old pattern, don't blame yourself, don't get angry or mad, but just realize and, and you know, yes. and once you realize you're actually already out of it again and you can make different uh, decisions. Yeah, I, you brought up some two really good points. The the repeating patterns and how you respond to it is is the thing. You know, mm-hmm. this is also a good way to to see very clearly that you've changed because you know our initial response and then when how we respond when it comes to challenge us again, it always changes and we develop a better relationship with ourselves through Mm -hmm. this process. So that's great that you brought in the self-compassion because for me, the self-relationship was really a big thing and that repeats and I'm building a much better relationship with myself. Self-love has always been a big theme in a lot of this work, right? And that's a lifelong thing, a relationship with yourself or others or your life, everything, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it's going to be challenging over and over again in different ways at different times and sometimes in very familiar ways. But it's important not to get discouraged because this is part of the process. This is how we learn, you know, and reinforcement is a really good thing. It comes up at times when we need it. And I also wanted to comment on the being in our head instead of our heart. That connection with head and heart has come up for me too. And again, I do think that this is a very big theme uh, societally as well. And Mm -hmm. we have been so rewarded uh, for being in our heads. So this is reinforced in society all the time. And this is why it can be really challenging and you can lose that and, and go back to old ways. So it's important to to be aware of that and to understand and have that compassion that, okay, so we're being faced with a very big challenge here. And one that, um, because it's reinforced so much around us that Mm -hmm. it it takes vigilance and we're going to have those challenges again and again. And it's a reminder almost, you know, it's a helpful Mm -hmm. reminder to recommit to that path of love and of being focused in the heart again. You know, you can even look at it as opportunities, right? To change Mm -hmm. the trajectory that, that you're going on because it does once you take it all back and go, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> this is familiar. <laughs> I don't want to go in that direction. And and I, I remember, okay, so I got to drop back into my heart and, and navigate it from there. And uh, yeah, it can be a gift in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's nice that you also bring up that it's, it's, uh, it's also a part of, of our society. Yeah? It's not, it's not just us. It's not just our individual path. And I think that's also what plant medicines show us. They kind of help us, remember who we truly are deep down inside. We are not separated, but we are connected mm-hmm. with this uh, bigger whole that we are a part of it. 
so so these patterns that we encounter in ourselves they are sometimes also bigger than us they are maybe also it can be patterns that are intergenerational or maybe even societal patterns that are going on when we have this insight and we can look at it from from a bit more of a distant perspective this can also already help to to find more compassion towards what is happening mm-hmm. Yeah, outside of us too. Outside this insight in the end. <laughs> exactly. So I was just going to yeah. say, you know, the, the message that keeps coming is inside out. So that's also a really good way to navigate this world because this outer reaction to this outer rea- reality doesn't always take us very far. Whereas we, if we continue to go within and make those changes there, this is where the big changes happen in our world is when we continue to focus within and Mm -hmm. see that reflected outward in our own world. You know, we're not responsible for the entire world. (laughs) No, of course, of course. But this is also, this I can also very much relate to to Buddhism or to Buddhist practice, but because they also, in in this tradition, it's also said that, uh, well, we are, ultimately we are not separated. (laughs) Um, And, uh, uh, if we want to heal the world, we should we should also start healing ourselves <laughs> because we are creating never the world. Yeah, yeah, and it never yeah. stops. And this is this bodhisattva ideal that is very present in in Buddhism. It says it's not it's not just about my own salvation. You know, it's not just about mm-hmm. me becoming enlightened. Uh, but the moment that you are uh, journeying towards this state of enlightenment, you you start realizing more and more that it's not just about you. That that there is not no separate you actually. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, this already invokes this this very deeply felt wish to uh, to uh, work on the on the healing of, of the whole <laughs> yes yeah yeah I do believe that that's that that's a sincere and an important feeling that we we do have from time to time that we would like to see a better world of course it inspires us mm-hmm. it drives a lot of our work the reason I kind of commented on it in that way is because there's some of us myself included that feel this heightened and intense responsibility <laughs> for that mm-hmm. And mm. how how you respond to that is the important thing. And then, you know, the inner work for me is that's where I keep being redirected to, just like from the brain to the heart. You know, it's from the outer to the inner. And it's uh it's a very different orientation than what than what is commonly thought and taught. And it mm. it takes some time to really get into the rhythm of it. And again, even when you do, uh, you're gonna fall out of line and feel it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then come back and the, i guess that's the fractal too right and yeah yeah i think so too yeah yeah and it's even i think from the mind to the heart and then also to the to towards the community yeah um, yes uh, we are not you you don't have to walk this path on your own <laughs> you don't have mm-hmm. to struggle with all these patterns on your own uh, it's also very much about connecting with the others. Uh, mm-hmm. also, also, I think that's a very important part of the integration process. And I think that's also why it's important that we create integration circles all over the place, everywhere where people start work, working with uh, plant medicines. I think that's mm-hmm. one of the things we can learn also from the ancient traditions that have been working with plant medicines for, for generations. For them, it's kind of obvious that that you do this as a community <laughs> they even think about doing it on their own or sometimes they they, they might have, have a journey on their own but it's always embedded in a, in a bigger community of people sure. that know uh, 
what what the experience is like that, that also have experiences uh, similar kind of experiences and that they can share about it as well I think. yes we also see this in a ceremonial context that the sharing is always a very important part of the ceremony but i think what we what we still have to create or to develop in our in our western society is also um, more yeah stronger communities also for the integration part <laughs> mm-hmm. so that's also yeah. one thing i feel uh, kind of passionate about or that i feel i, I want to uh, help create that that network of people that yeah support <laughs> each other in in this process and also if you if you feel indeed this tendency like okay not just focusing only on your own process anymore but also uh giving it back to the world and going out in the world again and 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 becoming part of society, making changes in society. That's also a thing you shouldn't do on your own. It's very hard. It's very impossible, I think, even to do on your own. I think you, we definitely need each other to, to carry each other in this. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it all comes together in, in, that, in that way for me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, you know, these societies that have been engaging in this medicine work for a long time, it was built into their society, all of this, Mm. you know, Mm. it was built into their way of life, these circles and sharing and these kinds of things. This is how we can start to, to change, as you say, you know, I mean, I think that really, we can see that this is starting to shape you know, mm-hmm. a very new way of living in the world, a new way of, of us relating to one another. And it helps us want to build community. And community is always going to be an important part of integration because, you know, not only for the support, but, you know, we we are, these are reflections that we need mm-hmm. to of ourselves and where we're at. And there's constant teaching that can occur in those situations in addition to the support and all of the nurturing and and wonderful um, gifts that come with community naturally, right? Mm-hmm. True, true. But I think we're only still at the beginning of this process uh, to give shape to these kind of communities in our, uh, in our modern uh, Western world. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we also need to leave room for it. So you and I were talking about initially the changes that we made in our personal life and both the changes you talked about and and I talked about gave us more room in our lives, more flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for time, because, you know, a lot of us in the Western world live very scheduled lives. Mm. And it seems like there's no room for the introduction of these kinds of things. And a lot of us end up making changes that give us more time and room for to understand ourselves, you know, Mm -hmm. and to start to incorporate into our lives, these, these healthier practices and to, to seek out uh, these different supports. So you had mentioned Buddhism. Um, A lot of people talk about that and other kinds of um, spiritual framework for their integration path, which I believe is is very important. And it's going to be unique to each of us. And then for some of us, we may need different tools at different times. And this is something that has just exploded, you know, within the, the plant medicine communities and out into the greater community. So there's a lot of people who end up doing breath work who may never have done ayahuasca or worked with psychedelics but they're starting to open up and discover and this is how we are making this impact in this greater world or for me hypnosis you know i'm always saying like uh, plant medicine is, is just 
one of the paths that you can take. It's not for everyone. Some people have affinity with it. They feel this kind of calling to to walk this path, but there's many other paths that you can take as well to have a, a similar kind of tra trajectory. Of, of Yeah, I, I mention that all the time. Ayahuasca is certainly not for everyone, but the things that we learn from it can be really valuable. And I mean, I think the same is true of so many of these deep experiences people come out of and, and like you and I do, we write about it and share it. And then mm -hmm. other people start to find their what resonates with them about that. And mm. it can move them in all kinds of directions. Yeah. We all have very unique paths, just like those fractals. <laughs> yeah. Also, also similar. We can also recognize uh, each other's paths and learn for, learn from each other, and uh, yeah, support sure. each other. Sure, and they're all connected in a way. And we were talking initially about the length and depth of this process, and uh, because. It's so long and mm -hmm. sometimes like really challenging. I mean, that word doesn't do justice to how it can be sometimes. <laughs> it mm -hmm. can be very painful. Um, that support is really important. And again, just like these other tools, the kind of support that you get at different times will be different according to where you're at in that path. And once again, because we have started to engage in this way with these plant medicines, all these options are starting to come out of the woodwork, like um, like breath work and sound therapy and, and, you know, these integration circles and all kinds of unique stuff that I learn about every single day. You know, mm -hmm. myself, I use hypnosis to, to continue to journey within and people mm -hmm. find that valuable. But because I teach people to do it themselves, then they take that with them. And then down the road, they may find, okay, now I'm ready for breath work, or now I'm ready for whatever comes next to support them during these ups and downs and patterns and all of these challenges that this, this path presents to us. Exactly, exactly. It can be a very bumpy road. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's good to keep in mind if you, if you are interested in working with the plant medicine, that yeah, you will... Uh, Keep encountering yourself. It's not like all your problems are solved. <laughs> it, it's, uh, it, yeah, you can learn many wonderful things and you can really grow as a person. I am I'm convinced of that, but it's mm -hmm. not always easy. Yeah, I think that's good to keep in mind to not be <laughs> too much surprised about that. The current uh, media stories about uh, people having these experiences, you sometimes feel like, ah, everything should be wonderful afterwards. But uh, yeah, life is still life. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and uh, with all the ups and downs that, that come with it, and it will uh, continue to be like that. Uh, yes. The only thing that you will learn, I always sometimes say, you you will slowly learn to surf the waves <laughs> better. Yes, exactly. Um, and I mean, there are many gifts that come with it, of course, that we wouldn't be doing this work if there wasn't. That's the incentive. You know, that's a built-in incentive. We do notice when mm -hmm. things change and we do work hard for those changes. And when we've achieved those things, Um, we do benefit from it and feel better and live better in a lot of ways. Uh, but then we surf that for a while and we forget, you know, when the next challenge comes, you know, mm -hmm. it's easy to kind of go, oh, my God, you know, <laughs> um, I myself, I found myself doing that. And then the instant reminder, it's like, oh, wait a minute, this is part of it. And I've achieved all of these things and that hasn't gone away. I remember I got this image. Sometimes I have really these 
these psychedelic moments when uh, when I'm faced with something difficult and awkward and I just did something or something mm-hmm. happened to me that I was, you know, really uncomfortable with or uh, felt like um, introduced in an old pattern or old experiences. And then I felt myself started to go in that direction of, oh my God, you know, I can't live this down kind of thing. And because I do still feel connected to that ayahuasca experience and to the guidance that comes with it. And this, this voice kicked in, it kind of shook me out of it in that moment and said, mm-hmm. you know, don't forget everything can change on a dime. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I saw all these dimes and they're all spinning. And it was just kind of reminding me that just because that happened in that moment doesn't mean you have to live in that moment forevermore. You can just mm-hmm. walk away and start fresh and leave it behind and, and it, it can all change. Like you're the one keeping it going if you hang on to all that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. No, I see a lot of relationships again as well with the Buddhist path and the Buddhist practice who are actually saying kind of similar things. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I've shared some of these experiences with people who are involved in Buddhism and they keep saying that to me. It's like, yeah, that's so much Buddhism. But then there are times that I get teachings where people say, oh, that's like uh, the mystics in the Bible or whatever. You know, it's very interesting. It's a very big mix, you know, Mm -hmm. and then very shamanic (laughs) at the same time. It always, yeah, it's actually funny that you bring it up because uh, how do we interpret the experiences that we have when having plant medicines and, and are they true, you know, are they, you know, showing us or the deepest truth of reality or whatever. And I think it's very hard to say. I have been, this is one of my main questions when I start studying it. I have a background in religious studies, so I was very much interested in this whole mystical experience. And what I actually found when when studying the the religious experiences of these Sansa Diamond members was that actually uh, the the experience that you have that you have is already very much colored by the worldview that you have <laughs> beforehand before mm-hmm. you go into the experience. So if you are a Christian, it's much more likely that you will encounter Maria or Jesus um, when having this ayahuasca journey. Uh, whereas may, maybe when you were a Buddhist, you will encounter the Buddha or, you know, you will have this kind of Buddhist kind of insights or ideas that you uh, come up with during the during the experience. What I also found is that there were some patterns still <laughs> in, in this, how this worldview is developed and how the narratives developed that people have about their worldview. Um, but then still, I, I kind of realized quite early already, like it doesn't make so much sense to, to really question or argue about the, the truth of this experience eh? or, or like, ah, this was revealed to me and this is, it is, this is the reality. <laughs> Whereas maybe someone else has a different kind of uh, revelation. Um, but it, it's more about, I think what is more interesting and more valuable to focus on is what, what this insight is, is affecting in your own life how you're dealing with it uh how do you how do you implement it in your uh, daily behavior how does it change the way that you treat other people (laughs) uh how do you behave towards the earth these kind of things Uh, yeah that's that's much more interesting than really arguing about the the truth of Mm -hmm. certain experience and there are many Mm -hmm. frameworks and many spiritual traditions uh that we can put from or that we can get ideas 
from uh, or that we that resonate maybe with our experiences and that we can learn from. So I'm not saying they are not valuable. I'm saying they're very very valuable. But for mm -hmm. me, it always worked best to uh, to keep the 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 conviction, you know, the worldview that follows from it, to just keep it between brackets. I think that's also what what you do as an anthropologist. So it already <laughs> helped me that I, I was in this as an anthropologist. Uh, the, the worldview itself, it's it's not that's not what it's about. I think it's about, uh, yeah, what you do it with it or how it yes uh, how it helps you in your everyday life is exactly. is really, you know, I I remember there are some people that I know where I share my experiences and they'll they'll send me different talks and there are people who are talking about you know they're talking about consciousness and about um, a philosophy or, or what have you, these bigger, mm -hmm. you know, worldview type topics in such a way that it seems they want to nail it down. It's like, Next you know, <laughs> I just, I've got it, Eureka, mm -hmm. you know, and that can be a lovely experience, right? Um, mm -hmm. But how does that help humanity? That's, for me, it, it's always how it comes down to it. So if you're looking from that global perspective, you know, mm -hmm. how is that helpful? And how does it respect everybody's individuality, all the rest of it, right? I think one of the characteristics of this, if, of this psychedelic experience, it's also that it's breaking open this world fuel all the time. Mm -hmm, <laughs> so, yeah. And that's the paradox of it, you know? So on the one hand, you have this revelation and you feel, wow, now I finally understand. I understand everything. This is how life <laughs> works. <laughs> and then at the same time, you come out of it and you, you realize um, you actually don't know. <laughs> I think that's also the beauty of it, or that's also a pattern that I observed when I'm talking to uh, to many people that uh, have been through this experience, that they also became more open-minded towards different perspectives, being able to hold different truths next to each other. So this mm -hmm. it might be like this, but this is also an interesting uh, or plausible hypothesis, and and just being able to. Uh, yeah, take them both into account, you know, without choosing. Yeah, I mean, what happened to me challenged so much because, I mean, what I discovered later is uh, it's sort of like um, described as a, a spiritual emergency or a spiritual emergence. And mm -hmm. some people even have this just spontaneous, um, spiritually transformative type experience, and then it's ongoing. And so for me, with the example with the dimes, like this, this stuff happens to me all the time. And, and people will ask me, so who's this voice and where's it come from and all that stuff. And it's like, I really don't care, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, as long as it's helping me, that's all that yeah. matters. I don't need to build a belief system around it or an identity or any of these things, because it wouldn't matter to me any of it unless it was meaningful and helpful. That's the, mm -hmm. those are the only two things that matter. So it may sound very fanciful, these, you know, visions and voices and all of that. And they are true for me. That's how I experience them. But the only value in them is what they're teaching me and how they change me in positive ways. And that's something that's consistent. And again, this goes back to the patterns too. I want to mention because, mm -hmm. you know, on the outside, it may sound, wow, that's great. You know, you must like kind of 
have a smooth life now because he got this guidance like no <laughs> I still I still have to face those challenges and in yeah. fact sometimes there is even more of a tendency to uh to go into that discouragement and that um, frustration with myself because I know that I have this guidance and that I have all these tools and mm. how great that is but I'm still human and I'm still learning and there's value in that that's another important theme of integration is that there is value in falling down and picking yourself back up exactly. and being faced with these new challenges or these same patterns in different ways that we, we have to see that there's value in that, that is going to help us through it. Exactly. I think in the end, it's about embracing all of life, huh? both the ups mm -hmm. and the downs. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, also, I think that there are reasons why uh, you know, we don't always understand them. I, I have to wonder if we'll ever understand them <laughs> fully, right? But I mean, something tells me sometimes that there are reasons why each of us are challenged in these particular ways. Uh, you know, you get a sense in the medicine that they know us well, and then you go back into your life. And I do think that there's a reason why each of us have are faced with the kinds of challenges even years down the road that we are. And I, myself... It's interestingly enough, because I think there's also a reason you and I connected and talking about being in the head. And that was a big problem for me, too. And mm -hmm. I still work through a lot of that stuff. But I can tell you that <laughs> having all these interesting visions and, uh, you know, messages and stuff, it really has helped to take me out of the, the logical sense and move into the more meaning and just celebrate that and not worry about, you know, is this true or who believes me or anything? It's like, it's helping me. That's all that matters. Mm, yeah. And what I can say to others is that everybody has these capacities too. And again, in busy lives and in the kind of societies that we face, <laughs> these things don't come up every day. But I think that we all have the capacity to tap into that deeper part of ourselves that that does have a lot of wisdom and uh, we know it's there because otherwise things wouldn't bother us or you know th this is there are reasons why you know we're triggered or we have the reactions we do or we feel something's not right because there is a part of us that these medicines tap into that does know something's wrong with that or something doesn't feel right there and that's the wisdom it's it's telling us mm -hmm. this is an opportunity you know to work on something discover it yeah so i'm wondering if those heightened sensitivities sometimes can be that as well have you ever noticed that that has led you in that direction hmm. well what i what i think i developed more over the years is is this um that I take it more seriously, <laughs> my my intuition, but also the the my sense perception, everything that comes in, or that, that something that triggers me, or that I that I just be that I become more uh, I became more aware of that, uh, mm -hmm. and I also take it more seriously. So I really take it as a guide uh, for okay. I now feel a lot of resistance. Okay, maybe it's here for a reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, listen to, uh, start listening more and more to all the subtle signs that your body uh, actually or uh, is giving you. Yes, when it takes a lot of effort to go against that deep part of ourselves that are trying to get our attention, <laughs> and you know we've even been, I think, rewarded 
externally by those things, you know, to push through things and all the rest of it. And uh, yeah, and, and learning to do the exact opposite than mm -hmm. what has been the norm for our, all our lives. Sure, it's going to take time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, yeah. if, if you haven't brought up this way, eh, what you say uh, in, in a societal context, maybe in your upbringing, to 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 yeah, take other cues. <laughs> um, yeah, then it it can take a while to to transform and to to start taking other signs uh, more seriously, and listening to them instead. Yeah. yeah, and when we share these stories of how we did that, we did the exact opposite to you know what's often considered to be such a great thing. And how well it worked out. I mean, this does change things and change people, you know. And in fact, yeah. right now I'm facing a big life change. And even just having this conversation is reinforcing. <laughs> that is reminding me. It's like, oh, and I've been feeling this way for like I'm I'm moving in the direction of moving into two different places, mm -hmm. maybe one and then the other. And my heart is certainly with one particular spot. And so now it's kind of, it's reminding me again of something that I might've been ignoring because I was so busy with things mm. that I have to really, you know, respect that and explore it and, and probably mm. will move in that direction now. So yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I think it, that, that's also it's it, what it is about. It's about remembering we have this, <laughs> this insight that we have maybe when we have our first plant medicine journey it also sometimes feels as remembering it's not like something we uh, never knew before but deep down inside we already knew it but we also tend to forget again and again and again and then we remember again and again so <laughs> that's that's also why we uh, why this integration journey is, is a very important part of the yeah part of the whole thing and, and also why we need this community, because we can also, of course, help each other uh, remember. <laughs> we yeah. don't necessarily have to take plant medicine again, but sometimes we can just talk about it and then we already know again. It reminds us for sure. And and it re we reflect this back to each other. And um, these conversations are not happening in everyday life necessarily. So we have to pursue them and and yeah, it does help us remember. And we even have that experience in ayahuasca. It's a remembering, you know, this deep, deep knowing. And there's a reason why we don't have to be sold in the moment because we do know it at the time. We're like, yes, mm -hmm. yes, I know it, you know. And then I usually follow it with a, with a, <laughs> a request to please help me remember when I'm back mm -hmm. out there. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I guess I got my wish. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> the unexpected way but anyway it's been such a pleasure to chat with you today and I'm glad we brought up the topics we did and is there a way that um, people can reach you or connect with you do you have a website you'd like to share uh, yes for sure uh, people want to get in touch they can contact me via LinkedIn or Facebook both under my own name uh, or through the Facebook page, uh, Plants of Wisdom. That's also the title of my book that I'm writing at the moment. Yeah, thank you a lot. It was also a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Um, and yeah, so uh, Judith, do you want to just spell your name again so people can reach you on LinkedIn or uh, these other places? Uh, yeah, it's uh, Judith Sudholter uh, with S-U-D-H-O-L-T-E-R. There we go. Okay. 
thank you so much. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us today. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Ayahuasca Talks. Please visit RebeccaHayden.com for more ayahuasca integration content and for information about working with me and using hypnosis as an empowering integration tool.